continuing a conversation, an ongoing conversation that we've had about a uh, what I guess at this point is a side project, which will at some point take over. Take over everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the M-O-V-I-E. The M-O-V-I-E. Yes, that's the film for me. So yeah. So oh. you this is uh, a very special interlude, part of our ongoing conversation. Uh, I am a voice you're familiar with, but an even more important voice is our host and slash screenwriter, the person that produced what we're still calling at this point, uh, Story X. That is Valerie Johnson. Oh, and the applause. Raise the applause. Ah. Like the applause sign, right? Just fitting for the project that we're working on. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor for supporting Interludes A1 Pestmasters, this episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevia Coffee and Tea. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, this is Making the Movie, Part 2. Never move weak, I demonstrate Celebrating my peeps when I innovate For my dons and divas, weighing eyes and evas To the non-believers, vagabonds and heathens, achievers We ain't satisfied with dreaming Long as I'm still breathing, watch how I move The whole world following our uh, We are working on a movie, a film We're in kind of the early stages of it right now It is a project that uh, Valerie wrote is something that comes uh, from the heart, something that she has been attached to for uh, decades. And now you make it see it. And hopefully you do if we work hard enough. And part of this conversation we're having is about that work. Is about the work. We together. wanted to talk to um, a person that actually has produced work. It's always important when you're a filmmaker and if you have no experience in the filmmaking realm, you go and you talk to someone. I will give the example of, I remember, uh, Tyler Perry became a, a very good at making stage plays. That was, his, that was his realm for like three to five years. And when he made his stage play, Diary of a Bad Black Woman, into a movie, he didn't direct that first film. A lot of people forget that. They thought, oh, Tyler Perry has directed all of his films. No, he didn't. He had another director come in and direct that first film. That first, Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's that's. I'm his name one of those is, people. You, you're, you're giving me information I didn't know. Oh, I, wow, I, I, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Darren Darren Avant had directed other had directed other smaller projects. He's a black filmmaker, Was and uh, Darren Avant. That's how Darren you pronounce it. Yeah, he directed Diary of a Mad Black Woman, 
And I believe mm -hmm. uh, Ruben, why am I forgetting Ruben's last name? He's the producer for a lot of, uh, a lot of black films that have come through. Uh, he kind of made the suggestion to Tyler. He's like, for this first, for this first project, you, I know you oh, know directing. <laughs> I know you know directing stage plays, but this first one, let's have some. Let's bring somebody in, and you can you can shadow him. And that's what ended up happening. And then after after Diary of a Mad Black Woman, uh, Madeira's Family Reunion, and then every other film after that, Tyler ended up directing those films. But it 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 was good to see that you got you got help you had someone you know help you through that process i think spike lee went through that process early on when he was still a film student and um and then eventually i think she's got to have it got picked up so it's just i'm just looking at looking at other filmmakers that have kind of gone through that let me talk to some people let me get some help and then let me step out into the to the to the arena of this. And Ava DuVernay uh, was, I believe, a publicist for a lot of famous folks. And then she decided, oh, I want to do film. And then she talked to a few people and and did a lot of independent uh, features before she became known to us as uh, for when they see us and everything else that she ended up getting nominated for uh, later on. So we talk with. Let's see, Andre Blaze Rogers. Uh, we know him as Andre Dre. Uh, he came Dre. by, yeah, Dre. He came by and gave us some really, really good pointers. And we're gathering this information. Also, we interviewed uh, Bernadette Speaks, an actress and director herself. About talk about the deck. What is a deck, Michael? Did what? It, what? It, when uh, Dre was letting us in on what a deck was, what it? What was that process? Well, that was an interesting kind of conversation because it wasn't the first time that we'd heard uh, about the deck and, and the value of the deck. Uh, that came across in the conversation that you mentioned, uh, previous conversation with Bernadette Speak, who uh, is an actress as well as a uh, emerging director. Uh, and that's one of the other things kind of that I, I want to make sure I don't forget to mention um, with Tyler Perry. Uh, he has been a director, but he's also been an actor. And yeah. he's acted in, in many uh, movies where he's been in front of the camera and had a chance to do the same thing that many directors do. Uh, you may not notice them, but people, you know, from uh, Frank Oz, Sidney LeMay, uh, Mike Nichols, like Mike Nichols, uh, some of these act, uh, directors end up as actors. They end up in other people's films. So they get that advantage of not only directing, but being directed. Because you can learn something from being directed, being on the other side of the camera. How do other people put together their projects? And I think that's probably one of the things that you'll see when Bernadette's work comes out, that she has experience uh, being in front of the camera and on right. the stage. And she'll be able to use that to her advantage uh, when her works uh, begin to come out in the next several months. Uh, with Dre, Dre is someone who has had a lot of experience um, being in front of the camera uh, as uh, in fashion, as well as on um, the sets of various uh, television and film projects. And he also had the advantage of being able to have a, a a mentor and having someone there to to kind of steer him in a certain direction so that's really helpful 
um, what he told us about was the deck, um, putting the deck together. And that's uh, in the very simplest terms, uh, those are the uh, kind of the visual uh, layout of what you want to show. And it allows people to kind of come into the story. So at this point, there is a story. And if you want to be part of our journey in telling the story, here's where we are and here's how you can be part of that. Uh, mm -hmm. If you agree with this message, if you like the things that we are um, illuminating, the things that we're trying to, to uh, bring in front of audiences, then come with us and help us uh, to do that. So it's like an invitation, sort of like this is our blueprint and here's how you can help to make sure the foundation is sturdy. And, ultimate, and ultimately, when any business gets going, they have a business plan and uh, the deck is the business plan for films. If we bring in investors, when we bring in investors, I'm going to be very positive about that, they would want to see the deck. And so, yeah, that's that's important uh, to make sure that we um, have that together. So a part of that deck is, uh, Dre suggested that uh, we... It's not finished business, too. I mean, it's what important happened? it's not finished. It's important it's not finished. It's not... Right, exactly. <laughs> so I want, want to really highlight is that, uh, uh, emphasizes it's not exclusive. Because sometimes mm -hmm. you, you may present something to someone and say, hey, this is what my thing is going to be. Bam, bam, bam. That's it. Well, no, in this case, it's not. It's like, here's what I would like it to be. And I would like to bring you in and helping to bring it to reality. So right. you're part of the process. You're valuable. You know, we, we want you to be part of this. This is not, there's no exclusivity. There's inclusiveness here. We want to be inclusive. So... One of the biggest things that I took away from our meeting and when we kind of talked about, you know, the script and we, <laughs> I gave the name of the script and there was no reaction <laughs> to Dre. Do you remember that, Michael? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and well, the reaction was, I've also had problems naming scripts in the past and had to work through it to get to a good name. So, wank wank. Yeah, okay. So in a in a roundabout way, and uh, we, my, Michael and in I, the nicest and, way, nice. And way. it was a very nice way, and it was a very nice way, and we and we did yeah. pick up on that, and that's why that's why Michael's here. Michael's a sharpshooter. Michael picks up on uh, vi uh, visual cues and and verbal cues, and sometimes I could be a little oblivious, like I'm in the clouds and I'm singing, and Michael has to say, Val, stop singing, come down, and hear what has happened. And this yeah, was well, okay. You say your name, you say your name and uh, someone else says, hey, I've also had bad names too. It's like, oh, two. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's not yet. And it's, it's okay. And I'm and the great thing is is that I have what is most important to me now that I've put my head around being the producer and writer of this project is the key thing for any screenwriter is for their work to get produced. That's most important, that it gets done. It is time for you to claim your power, claim your voice, say your song, tell your stories. It will make us a better place. 
your turn. Thank you. And what Dre suggested to us, and this is what we're probably going, this is what we will be doing is we want to, we're, we're, we have, this script is a feature film script and to do work on the deck and to make that happen, we need to film a teaser. Yes. <laughs> a teaser. A teaser and, and a trailer. Not a trailer, but a teaser. And a then teaser. A, possibly a trailer. And right. that there's a difference between a teaser, a teaser and, a and a trailer. We didn't know that. Did you know that, Michael? No, but you know what? It makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. You know, recently, um, you know, I, I hate to put a time element on, on our, our discussion at some point. We'll look at back in this in 10 or 15 years. But right now, it, recently, there was a release of the fact that one of the Cohen brothers, I forget which one, it's either Joel or Ethan, one that's married to uh, Francis McDormand. Okay. Uh, that Cohen brother is working with his wife, Francis McDormand as well as Denzel Washington on Macbeth on a uh on a production of Macbeth for wow. Apple and what came out on video visually was just like really ethereal smoky you know smoke filled black and white gray moody piece that couldn't be more than maybe a couple of minutes long. And people online kept identifying that as a trailer to it. And the more that I think about it, given the, the kind of the definition that Dre gave us of a teaser, that's probably more of a teaser than a trailer. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't know where they are. I assume, you know, Obviously, it's one of the Cohen brothers. One of the as a duo, they've been an, an incredible filmmaking, uh, you know, machine almost over the years. Different types of movies too. Mm -hmm. um, that mm -hmm. there's no there's no apprehension that they'll be able to deliver something to you know to deliver something to Apple TV. That's definitely going to happen. However, I don't know if this is already made. Is it completely in the can? Are they like still working on it? Did they just want to kind of build momentum so people know it's coming? You know that it was that a trailer or was that a a, a tease? Because I'm it teased me, you know. Like, it teased your I, curiosity, I, I bet. It yeah, teased your curiosity. curiosity. Like, oh my goodness, you no! Know? And I'm sure it hit me and pretty much every, at least every English teacher across the country that has Macbeth as part of their lesson plan for the year. Like, there's going to be a new Macbeth with people that students might actually recognize? Whoa. And especially given that it's going to have Mr. Denzel Washington as Macbeth. So automatically that may draw in students that are automatically repelled from, uh, you know, Shakespeare, repelled by Shakespeare. That's amazing. Yeah, Shakespeare Shakespeare was one element of my high school English uh, time that would make part of my brain ooze out of the left side of my ear. It was very, very difficult. I found myself rereading um, a lot of the stage plays for meaning 
And then if you had to write a paper, which always you had to write a paper, um, kind of dissecting the conflict and uh, the character characterizations and uh, how does it relate to what's happening in the world of that day, we're talking it, for me, the 80s. But it, um, for any student that has any Shakespearean um, classes or courses where it's a part of English, you run into Shakespeare. There's no way of avoiding it. If you are in anybody's high school and that the high school is worth their their letter and teaching English, you will run into Shakespeare because Shakespeare's themes and conflict has been resounding for centuries and it's come through in movies and it's come through in other literary artworks as well. Michael, you can definitely speak more to this because of that being your profession. Well, yeah, I mean, Empire, the, the first season, the actual, the good season of Empire. <laughs> yes, the good season, yes. Yeah, that they gave us all this hope that, you know, eventually ran out of steam just because oh. you know, that story you could tell. Um, that was based off of Shakespeare. That was based off of King Lear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, The Lion King is based off Shakespeare. So many other things in our culture that we don't even think about have has Shakespearean roots. But, you know, I don't know, did it, were you, well, did you take the class with, and I can't remember her name, which is, is probably the best, all uh, the best there, at NCC, the Shakespeare class with the short professor, brunette. Um, I, believe, kind of I believe so. Gave a very feminist take on every single play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really interesting. Um, I, I don't know how helpful it was, <laughs> but it was interesting to hear like a different take on it. And that's why that text can live on and ever saying that here in terms of what does this mean for what we're doing? Uh, we're looking at a script, uh, Valerie and I are looking at a script that, that Valerie wrote maybe about a couple years ago and um, kind of looking for the scenes. What what would you highlight? What would you show if you had only a couple minutes to show something from it? So we're having to go through, you know, basic kind of dramatic structure that I talk to students about all the time, like five act structure, you know? Uh, there's the exposition, the rising action, the climax the following action the resolution no i mean i don't want to show the climax in a, a teaser. teaser you just want to show that we're certainly not going to show the resolution no in the teaser um so we have pretty much the some of the exposition into the rising action that's set up what's the story about what's the what's the conflict but who are these people and what are they what are they thinking about? And can you can you see yourself in these characters? And right. that's something you have to establish really quickly now, yeah. I think. In a time yeah. of people busy watching TikTok videos and other things, like you're either you're either into it or you're not, you know? There's right. not a lot of leeway time to like Let's warm up to this person oh, and see what's happening. Yeah. We got we to gotta get your attention immediately. That's why it, it bothered me so badly with um, 
what was that? WandaVision that was on Disney Plus. I don't know how many of you have seen the the series WandaVision on Disney Plus, but those first two to three episodes were well, it's like was watching paint dry and it was a it dealt with an era of television that I wasn't familiar with because I wasn't alive. This was dealing with the fifties and sixties, very early on of television. But the theme when it got to the meat of the story, which was third, fourth, fifth episode, I was in. And by the time we were wrapping up, I, w I had tissues and was crying at every, at every turn, which was really like, ugh. But it, I think if you have the luxury of a series, you have time to get to some stuff. But with a movie, yeah. you, you got to get to it almost immediately. Well, Almost it depends, me. right? It depends. It depends. depends. I mean, yeah. When WandaVision, you, you knew that Disney was going to have that from start to finish. Right. Uh, you and I, as an independent person trying to pitch a show to a outlet, you know, that is episodic, that is a series, we don't know. It depends on, you know, do they purchase all of them? Uh, are they waiting to see an audience grow to then order more of that of that show or not? I mean, there are plenty of times, sadly, when shows have you see the pilot, you get access to it, you know, on you know traditional terrestrial networks or uh, now streaming <laughs> services, and there's one episode, two episode, three, and it's gone. Yeah. It's done. And you know. And I've noticed yep. that with uh, with sitcoms that appear on Hulu and Netflix, if you don't establish an audience early on, and if people are criticizing what you've done early on, you don't get the new season. And the seasons on streaming services are anywhere from 8 to 13 episodes to shorter. Jamie Foxx is, um, I love him. I think he's a brilliant actor, talented comedian, and, you know, good. Decent singer. I mean, you know, he can he can hold a note. His uh, daughter, Corinne, uh, they did a sitcom called Dad Stop Embarrassing. We can laugh, we can hang, but don't embarrass me. Please don't say the wrong thing that don't embarrass me. Yeah. We can dance, we can joke, but don't embarrass me. And I thought the theme music was cute. I thought it had a good premise. But somewhere on that third or fourth episode, it was like, hmm, I wonder what direction it's going in. And Netflix says, we don't want to see the direction it's going in. And they did not order any more episodes of it. And so that ended up falling. And the Upshaws. What was that? You pick up the Upshaws. The Upshaws was picked up because I was just about to do oh, that comparison. I was just about to do that comparison. Yeah, so okay. Wanda Sykes and Michael, Mike Epps came together and produced the Upshaws. And so what right, was that? Kim Fields, he had a, you had a veteran actress, Kim Fields, Ooh. on there as well, doing great. And, and so about the, I want to say the first two episodes had me in because they set up their, their conflict that was going to be running throughout the series very it's early on. Yo, what's in there? What happened? It's an unusual show. It's a, it's a, yes, it is a very unusual I mean, show. So that show got it, picked up. If you don't watch the show and you just see the little clip of it as you mm -hmm. go through Netflix, it's really easy just to say, oh, I don't want to see that. That's, that's a dumb sitcom. You just mm -hmm. move right on. But mm -hmm. you watch it, it's like, 
Oh, this is real. And real topics, real conflicts, real. I mean, goodness, my goodness. Yeah, this is the stuff that that you know. I think some of y'all think you're getting from Tyler Perry's stuff on BET and BT Plus. This is actually it. It's it's messy. I mean, bro, got he got two families, and it's kind of messy and. I can say it. I'm not exactly in that situation. Thank God, not exactly in that But I understand way too much of it. Way too much. Okay. So, so we it were. I can feels, and she is pretty real. Yeah. I, I would say in her her portrayal there, and, and as I mentioned, the she wife. On, she's on my list. She's she's above, you know, Debbie Allen on my list. What so, list is this, Michael? What what no, list is this? Fields can get it too. Definitely. Definitely. Sweetie <laughs> can still get it. No Regine, Regine from Living Single. <laughs> uh, this, this Regine looks like she's she's hit. She looks like she's hit Freddy's a few times. Hit some Freddy. <laughs> hit some milkshake. I'm just saying, I, I believe say raise this I, what we are. <laughs> I I believe she is like a fine wine. She's gotten very good with time. She's a fine wine. That's all I'm. I would compare to ice cream, but you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let, let's get off this topic. <laughs> anyway, so all all and mentioning both of those sitcoms, sad to see that the Jamie Foxx one wasn't picked up, but I understand right. the Upshaws was picked up. Huh? We'll get a chance to we'll get a chance to tell the story and that there's more to that story. And you were mentioning that say that with a film, you get that in time, in time only, that right. you get someone's opinion on that and then you don't have it anymore. And when we would go to the theater, when we would, you know, physically drive to a place and give people money and sit in a dark room with other strangers to eat popcorn and watch something, you know, if it took 20 minutes to get into it or a half hour to like really develop that story, go, oh, wow, so that's that, you know, and you were having that aha moment at that point, chances are you didn't get up and you didn't get up and leave, you know, cause you drove to the place, you invested, you know, time with food or with another person next to you watching this thing. So you're there. But if you at home, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever, Apple TV, whatever you watching, and five minutes in, it so make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> let me find something that does. Right. You know, let me find something that does make some sense. Mm-hmm. Which I, I mean, I think was it had it made money as a movie. It did well that way. It, I think it's continuing to do well now uh, in the year or two after it made its debut. But I think that was one of the problems with Tenet. I tried. Because, I tried because Tenet, Tenet is a movie that you really, if you're in a theater, you will definitely invest the time to figure out what in the world is happening here. But if you get an opportunity to bail, and put out that that remote and bail. You might bail. I bailed it's twice. 
It's worth stay. Uh, did you ever stay? I bailed twice. Did you ever stay? Did you ever stay to watch it? I, I want to go back and watch it. It's it's on cue. Okay, so if you ever do, you will be rewarded because okay. you'll actually see something that, which is what I had to do with it. Once I actually saw it all the way through, I immediately went like, okay, I gotta watch that again. No. Inversion. Name it and pull the trigger. You're not shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Whoa. Well, I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. It gives you a reward for that. Right. Um, and you know, it's Christopher Nolan, so you know, for some people I'm a he's fan. You know, yeah, good. I am too, but you know, I know for some people it's like another white dude making a movie, like and he's a very, you know, idiosyncratic type of director in terms of his story. So some people don't like it. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I happen to. I happen to like most things I see. I see some value in it. I, I see value in his work. I think it's good. Wonderful. Um, you support so, it. So now, if you ever go back, yes. you reward. However, <laughs> what that says for the two of us is that we don't have the luxury to tell a story the way Christopher Nolan might tell it. Because <laughs> y'all ain't going to stay and watch it. You're, you're going to leave us. We know it. We not. Yeah, we, 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 we ain't going to hold it against you either. We know if it's too slow at the start, you up. <laughs> moving on to watch sisters or uh, what Karen or <laughs> Oval season two or something like that. So I got it. Got it. Oh my gosh. So we walked away with some very good information again. A lot of technical we don't have to like go of, over. A lot, lot of technical stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we're and, and I know that applying the technical side, a lot of that's probably gonna follow me and I'm okay with that because I'm the nerd. I am the one who's the computer person, the, the person that knows about the the frames per second and, and, and the shooting on ten eighty versus four K. A lot of it was demystifying too. Oh which good. I think was great. The the conversation mm -hmm. that we had with Dre who was a filmmaker that we've profiled on this show, but you and you will hear from again in the future. He has some great projects coming up that we're gonna, you know, hold on talking about, hold off talking about for right now. Uh, once they come to completion, uh, we'll be happy to let you know about it. Uh, all good things and all things that you will want to watch. Definitely. Right. Right. So, so uh, I... but, but yeah, he did mystify a lot of things that just seem like they were overly technical. It's like, look, it can be done. It has been done. Mm -hmm. And and really, it needs to be done. I want to paraphrase, if I can, um, the, the Tony Morrison quote. I'm paraphrasing here, so please okay. don't, don't come at Don't get at me. You want to like, you know, tell me, it's supposed to be this. Like, okay. So we won't, her, we what won't. Tony Morrison said was that, is that if you don't, find a novel you don't find a novel that has you that you want to read then it's up to you to write okay wow to filmmaking if you don't see the film that has you in it that is you know has your values your expression 
how you view the world, make it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're intending to do. Yeah. We're intending to do that. I mean, it has a particular setting, uh, story acts. It has a time, which I think is a really beautiful time in American history. Um, okay. And one that can help to bring out uh, the themes of the story that Valerie wrote. And we want to kind of hold true to that. You know, it's going to take some work and we will be reaching out to you all as you listeners to this podcast for help to, to do that. So please uh, stay tuned. Yeah. So we're, we're excited. Um, we're going to be, you know, in talks with other, other people to help other producers, other directors, um, actors. I'm, I have now in talks with some actors locally here in Chicago and, I had a whole network in New York. Got to got to revamp the network here in Chicago and get it going. And Michael, it, it's um, it's coming together. And I'm grateful that we're able to kind of track our progress via interludes. This podcast. What do you think? I, I think is I think is wonderful, and and I'm really excited that things are moving um, moving forward. I mean, I think it's it's supposed to happen. Um, you know, we had a, uh, after speaking with Jay, we had a kind of informal session, uh, later kind of going through things like name, a name and names and found names that I don't know about you, Valerie, but they had to have been inspired right at that moment. Right. You know, we had names and in, in the, the, the meanings of names. I mean, I got a little bit of chills, like, that's what that means? Yes, that's exactly who that person is. It's like, we were waiting, you know, just for this moment, for this to appear. And it's yeah. a song, like, waiting for the moment to, I don't know what song it is, but yeah, it, it was like, it was perfect. So those names that came to us, that was amazing. I was like, wow, wow. I was excited. See these characters, like, forming they, they're they're becoming their own thing yeah and, we had yeah we yeah. had help we had help from a close friend uh princess yeah. thank you so very much she stopped by yeah oh she has stories too <laughs> <laughs> that's another story that's another movie i that's mean a whole I'll other to, movie I'll, to cut her, I'll cut her in some um royalties because goodness knows as a writer and she's telling those stories i'm like i'm stealing that i hope this girl knows i'm stealing that i'm changing everybody's name and i'm stealing that story i can't believe that actually happened but wow michael thank you so very much for joining me with this episode of interludes talking about making the film part two it's gonna happen thank you thank you for letting me be part of this process it's something that i've always wanted to do in the very excited to be just one of the parts of this wonderful project. Here we go. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Next time on Interludes, a serial entrepreneur, founder and CEO of the Matthew Business Network, meets Stan Matthews on the next Interludes. Have you seen it? 
It's the Weekly Chat with EP Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us as we break down the latest topics surrounding music and movies and politics every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevilla, the natural weight loss coffee and tea brewed with MTC oil and Ramon seeds. For more information and to purchase Montevilla coffee and tea, please visit linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pestmasters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Interludes.